This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Touchdown, Kansas City! Maybe the best play yet of Patrick Mahomes' incredible young career! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. No, I went to Temecula and brought you some dirt. And this is how you use this dirt. No, so like don't, you, don't. You do it like this, you get it, no, you sort of no. rub it on. Okay, now I'm ready to go. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. And then they get a turn. Uh-oh. Seth Madrin to the other end, rises and hammers it home. Everything happening in the sports world. You gotta fight for your right to fight! And even some things not happening in the sports world. I'll probably wrap up in a blanket or something. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Check it! Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man and maybe the most worn out man <laughs> in the entire city of McPherson, Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Man, a bad day if your name is McPherson and you are a basketball team yesterday. Well, all the way around. You look at, uh, of course, the Bullpups losing last night in the Invitational. The Bulldogs go on the road to Southwestern, lose two there. Central Christian College goes on the road. They lose two. So it just uh, wasn't a wasn't a banner day compared to all the great banner days we've had recently. There have been a lot of good days. We've had a lot of good days. But yesterday was sort of a bummer of a day, especially as we were seeing some of the other scores come in. The Bullpup boys Lost in their McPherson Invitational opener last night, falling to a very good Blue Valley team, 64-58. to And I wanted to start off by talking about that game and talking about how fun the game was itself. Maybe not the, you know, the last three seconds as the clock is winding down, but what a fun game. I heard one of the Blue Valley coaches after the game, he was walking behind us and turned to somebody that was working and said, man, I've heard about how cool this place is. And man, that was awesome. The yeah. atmosphere was great. The Bullpup boys just kind of ran out of gas in the final couple of minutes. And they had a great surge to get back after falling behind. But a really fun environment, a fun game. And this is what these tournaments are about. Playing quality basketball teams. And they certainly did last night. Well, it didn't seem like a first-round game. It seemed like a championship game. Uh, and even though it was a really small crowd, it was loud. It was a loud crowd. Uh, one of the smallest crowds I can remember for the first round, but very loud, and and the and the students got into the game, but the quality of play was just tremendous. We knew coming in this Blue Valley team. I know their record was five and four. McPherson was six and three. McPherson's used to winning in the first round, but you look at this Blue Valley team. They lost to two teams from Missouri by single digits. Two really good teams from Missouri. They lost by a point to Lawrence who is very good in 6A. Which is very good. They lost to Blue Valley West, traditionally a very good team from the EKL. So this was, uh, like Coach Kinneman said uh, after the El Dorado game, this team was no joke. And it took about two minutes to realize the Bullpups were in for a fight because Blue Valley came out. They hit three threes in a row to start the game. They've got a 6'7 sophomore who's among the best sophomores in the state, already getting a bunch of Division I recruits. He's uh, Aiden Shaw, he's 6'7". 
He can shoot from 25 feet. He can rise and dunk. He threw down a couple of rim-rattling dunks. They've got some really good, tough, feisty guards. Uh, they have a kid that comes off the bench that is committed to play football at K-State who really uh, – Dorian, and I can't remember his – Stevens. Dorian Stevens. He doesn't start. He came off the bench, though, and showed a lot of athleticism and hit five or six shots from the floor for ten points. Uh, this was a really good Blue Valley team. And don't be surprised if they give Bishop Carroll, the number one team in Class 5A, a really good game tonight. I just don't think you can go ahead and pencil in Bishop Carroll just yet. They still have to play the game. And I think Carroll will know that they've been in a game when they play Blue Valley tonight. Well, Steve, I wanted to put a couple of things into perspective. And, and number one, I'm sure there are some people that are the chicken littles, as you always like to refer to them. Oh, the sky is falling. Oh, my gosh, they lost the first game of the McPherson Invitational. Well, Coach Kinneman talked about it with us going into the tournament. He said, the one thing I want to see these guys do, and I would think this is pretty much his philosophy every year in an event like this, is come out and compete. And in terms of competing, playing hard, playing a good team, you can't ask for a lot more. And let's remember, guys, let's remember, Blue Valley is a 6A school with a terrific athletic history, a terrific football program. They have 1,600 people in their school, and McPherson has 710. Right. Let's just remember, when you play these really good programs that are in really good leagues, number one, they are not afraid of a McPherson. No. When you play... El Dorado, Wellington, Mulvane, those teams are afraid when right. they walk into that building. Sure. They are afraid when that happens. But this Bullpup team, they're not afraid of anybody either. And I think the thing that I take away that's such a positive is that word compete. They just went up against a school that is two times bigger than them with terrific athletes all over the floor right. and had a chance down the stretch. They were down three with a minute left and had a chance to win that game. They had chances to win this game. Yeah, they were up. They had a 15-3 run to start the second half, went up I think as many as four. Didn't it get up to like 37-33? Yeah. And then I thought the real key, and I wrote this in my column at midkansasonline.com, the Bullpup scored 15 points the first three and a half minutes of the third quarter. Jayton Alexander went on a tear, hit a couple of threes. Uh, the big man, Cody Stufflebean, I think, went to the he rumbled to the rim for a couple baskets and an and one. But then in the last, about 4.15 of the third quarter, the Bullpups only scored two points. Right. And I really felt that's where, the you know, they used up so much energy to get that lead. It's just like they kind of hit the wall. And remember, they only played seven guys last night. Um, this is a team that, and we have to remember this too, this team only had basically two players back who played big, big minutes last year. Now, Hayes Schmidt did play some minutes. But you look at it, Cody Stuffelbean and Seth Madron, Really the only two players that played a ton of minutes last year. Cooper Courtney got in the end of some games. Jayton Alexander, who had 19 points and played on a really bad ankle, and I don't even know if he'll play today, although I think wild horses would have to keep him off the floor. You know, he didn't even hardly play any varsity last year. So this is a team, they're just now, this game last night was the halfway point of the season. So some of these guys have only been a starter for half a year and you're playing a Blue Valley team that had some real veteran players. But to me, Steve, that type of a game gives me, and I imagine it gives Coach Kinneman, so much confidence going forward to a sub-state atmosphere, a state tournament atmosphere. 
And we always talk about there is a lot of pride in basketball here in McPherson, obviously, and a lot of pride at playing at the state tournament. You go through the 90s, you go through the 2000s, the 2010s, the 80s, the 70s, when they're playing these bigger Kansas City schools, these bigger Topeka schools, these bigger Wichita schools, that there's that pride that, you know, we may be a small town, but we're going to come compete. And you certainly got that feel from this group last night. And it gives me a ton of confidence in these guys, and I think it should give them a ton of confidence going into a sub-state, going into a state tournament, whether it's at home, on the road, neutral site. I think this team has to feel very good walking away, and of course you would like to win, and, and there are no moral victories for some people, but I'm a moral victory guy in some ways. You have to feel confident and say, hey, we can go hang with anybody but, after you play that Blue Valley but team. But how much pressure is there on the Bullpup team coming into this game there is so much more pressure on the Bullpups than there was Blue Valley last night because the future, basically, of the of the three days of the tournament, the future hinges on that first game. And the Bullpups know if they don't win that first game, the Roundhouse is going to turn into a ghost town. Now, there might be a good crowd for the day's 445 game, but I'll guarantee you the majority of those people will clear out. They've got other things to do. But let me tell you, if you're a basketball fan, you need to watch these two semi-games. These tonight. two semi-final these games These are going to be as good a semi-final games as we've had in a long time. And if you're a true fan of basketball, you'll want to stick around and help provide some atmosphere because uh, now I think Carroll will probably bring a good crowd tonight. I think they will. I mean, they played a Wichita North team. They were playing for the third time this year, so they didn't really bring a lot of people. They'll bring and a I lot think of people. Blue tonight. Valley will bring a lot of people. Blue Valley too. will bring a lot of people. I don't know about Free State. And then uh, who's the other who's the other team? You're leaving out the Derby Panthers. The Derby Panthers. They'll probably br- they'll bring a good crowd tonight, but it's not going to be the Roundhouse is not going to be packed tonight because the Bullpups are playing at 4:45 and it's a Friday night and after the you know they're going to be done by 6:15. People want to go eat dinner, you know, catch a movie, uh, you know, get on their phones and what iPads and Instagrams and Snapchats and what else do you think they're going to do? I have no idea. What else do people do on a Friday night? Well, it'd be me. I'd take a nap, but you know, when I have yeah, no, that's what you when do I have on a Friday when night. When I have an open nap. Friday night, you know, I'd take a nap because I'm pretty tired. But, what a weird way to live your yeah, life. Yeah, but anyway, um, I think I think we'll have a good crowd for the 4:45 game because people know that they still have the well, rest. You get of the, to get out of work early. Yeah, they they still have the rest of their night, you know, to do whatever they want. But I just think it's incredible pressure on the McPherson kids to have to carry, you know, the the success, financial success of the tournament on their shoulders. Well, Steve, let's take a look at silver linings and positives yeah. going into today and the rest of this weekend. There are only two teams, well, there's only three teams that get to walk out of the McPherson Invitational this weekend with a winning record. Right. There are two teams that will be 2-1. and one. There will be one team that will be 3-0. and oh. Well, the Bullpups can't be the 3-0 and o team because they lost last night. Right. But they do have an opportunity to go 2-1 and one this weekend, and I think that is very important going forward. A chance to win today against Wichita North, and then if they were to win that, either play Topeka Seaman or Junction City in the fifth-place game on Saturday. And I think this team looks forward to having a chance to win two and go into the rest of the month of February on a winning note while they'll play Circle next Tuesday. But, but you, you get what I mean. You have to remember... The way Class 5A is set up, it is seeding now. You're not in the four-team sub-state where a 1-19 team could win the sub-state by just winning two games. Now, there's 18 teams. The bottom four play play-in games, you know, and then you're, you get 
And Those, then it gets back to a normal 16-team Then it gets back to tournament. a normal 16-team tournament. Well, if you're not in the top eight at the end of the regular season, you're on the road. So right now the Bullpups are 6-4. and four. They've played 10 games. They have 10 games to go. And when you look at 4A West and you look at the records. 5A West. 5A West. God, I, I keep forgetting we're 5A. I honestly believe the Bullpups are going to have to go 7-3 and three to get a home game. I really believe that. Now, they should be able to, you know, the league, there's no given they can win at Beeler. There's no given they're going to win at Augusta. They're going to beat El Dorado, Winfield, and and uh, I can't remember the other team. You're forgetting the Circle T-Birds. Circle T-Birds. They're going to win. I, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to win those games. But those road games at Augusta and Bueller, you know those will be wars. And then we got a, we got Andale, which is one of the best teams uh, in the state. And then you got Wichita Collegiate at Collegiate, which has been number one in 3A all year. has got a guy KU's already high on, a 6'5 sophomore. So 7-3 and three probably would be a pretty good record for this Bullpup team over their final 10 games. Want a chance to start today taking on a Wichita North team that has not won yet this year. But, but they, I thought that they played very well they against They played Fisher very Carroll. hard, and if you don't bring it, you know, they'll be, they'll be very good defensively. They're kind of offensively challenged, but they'll be very good defensively. And I thought they really played Carroll pretty tough last night. Carroll admittedly was flat. Carroll was already looking ahead to be, you know, playing either McPherson or Blue Valley. But uh, Carroll was flat. You'll see a different Carroll team tonight, and they are really good. So a bummer of a finish last night, but I think there's a lot of positives to take away from it, whether that is for Coach Kidman and the staff, whether it's for the players or for the fans. I think there's a lot of positives to take away from this and a chance to go 2-1 and one for the rest of the weekend. That's right. And, uh, and if you can, get out support the Bullpups uh, tonight. Uh, they'll play... Well, this afternoon. This afternoon. 4.45. And then tomorrow... It'll be like 3.15, I believe, if they win tonight. They'll play at 3.15. So they'll be in the afternoon in the in the sunshine. 3.35. 3.35 in the sunshine tomorrow. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, lots to talk about. Always. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell, we kind of missed the sports world yesterday. Yeah. Because we were locked inside the roundhouse. They exactly. took They took the keys and threw them away somewhere, so we were locked in there. Couldn't leave. Couldn't see all that much that was going on. A couple big news stories that popped up before we kind of dive in back locally and what's going to happen for the rest of the weekend. Your guy Antonio Brown's had kind of a weird week. I think they need to put him in a padded room. Well, they're Talk they're, about throwing away the key. Yeah, they're they're putting some ankle bracelets on him now and okay. having to go to all sorts of things. He's what what a up. weird spiral of oh, yeah. of a year for Antonio Brown. A year ago, best wide receiver in the NFL. A year later, an ankle <laughs> that padded room is coming along at some point somewhere. Yeah, he's and you know I feel really I kind of feel sorry for him because he's obviously dealing with some issues. 
Really, I, you think? I mean, I don't. I don't want to say mental issues. Well, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. It's it's just issues, and and you hope he gets the help he needs and and can get his life back on track because right now he has spiraled just uh, downward, and he's got so much talent. I mean, the guy could probably step on the football field after not probably working out for six weeks and probably get ten catches for 130 yards. You know, if he played in the Super Bowl next week, so. Um, just, uh, you know, say a prayer for Antonio Brown and hopefully he can get his life back on track. Are you sad about your good friend Eli Manning retiring today, officially? Uh, you know, Eli's career, I, I keep hearing Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. I, you know, he's won two Super Bowls. That's going to get him in the Hall of Fame. If he hadn't won a Super Bowl, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Do you think if his name was Eli Smith, he would be a Hall of Famer? No, no. I, and I, I think those two Super- – And I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I think the two Super Bowls get him in because, you know, there were a lot of years they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, there He didn't make that – I don't think he made that many Pro Bowls, did he? Like three or four and what did he play, like 95 years or something like that? Yeah, a long time. He and Phyllis Rivers came out about the same time. What a shame it's going to be when Phyllis has to go stand at the podium and announce his retirement. Well, he's not. What a bummer! Give, he's not going to give it up. He may. Uh, what a really sad day. I don't. I don't know where he's going to end up, but he, you know, he's going to end up with a team that needs. There's a lot of teams that still need a quarterback. I mean, Miami could use a quarterback because um, I don't think Fitz Magic's the answer. But uh, and then who is it? The uh, uh, there's another team. Raiders. Could use a quarterback, Derek Carr. Really? Well, they're not taking Phillip. Well, but but he could play for a lot of teams. Uh, who, Minnesota. Are you really sold on Kirk? Well, they just gave Kirkland a whole lot of money. Well, how much of it was guaranteed, though? Don't know, but well, a lot of money. But anyway, uh, Eli, like I say, if he hadn't had the two Hall of Fame or uh, Super Bowl wins, he probably wouldn't make the Hall of Fame, but I think he will. Have you ever heard people talk, Steve, about the fact that this week is one of the longest weeks of the year for sports fans well it is for us there's I no know football that. i know but it is we're for waiting us. on the super bowl yeah and, I and it d- feels even longer of a week because the chiefs are in it right and i i've never liked the fact they have two weeks you know after the championship why round. not i just don't i just gives you a chance to heal up and I, I put just, together I just, a game I just, plan i just think teams are sharp i think they're used to being in a routine and i think hopefully when the teams play, you won't see passes clanking off guys' hands at the start of games like the Chiefs did when they played uh, who was it? Houston when when Demarcus uh, or the Robinson receiver for the Chiefs. Demarcus. Demarcus Robinson. He was all thumbs. He the ball about hit him in the face one time. He Travis Kelsey dropped the ball. Damian Williams dropped the ball. He had four drops in like the first six passes. I just think teams are in a rhythm. They're sharp. Let's get back on the field. Do and you, who wants to see the Pro Bowl anyway? That's what I was going to ask you. My God. Do you have is that, any Is that interest? the most hideous game that's ever played? Do away with it. My gosh. The guys don't want to be there. They, they're all worried about getting hurt. I don't blame them. I think, who was it? Robert Edwards of the Patriots one year. Um, he got, I think he, maybe it was the Pro Bowl, and he wrecked his knee and his career basically was over. So, I think. Do you have any interest in the skill challenges that they've been doing? No. Why not? I don't care. It doesn't matter. A couple of years ago, Alex Smith played in a dodgeball tournament. Would you like to watch some of the NFL guys do other things against each other? No. You don't have any interest I'd in any of it. I'd rather see him play poker than do those skills challenge. You know, an interesting thing, Steve, that I've, I've been thinking about, I don't know if you've seen it because you're not really a social media guy. but I'd hate social media. 
well, you use it, but you just don't use it a ton. Right. Lamar Jackson has been receiving a lot of grief because in this skill challenge, he wasn't really very accurate. He's slinging the football around, and they're trying to hit these targets. Well, he's a scatter shooter. And he got, like, zero points. He, he did not do very well. He's got the flying elbow when he throws the ball. And people have been giving him a really hard time. Now, I want to bring you through a scenario. So let's say the Chiefs lose to the Houston Texans in the opening round game. Yeah. And Baltimore wins. The narrative of Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes is a whole lot different oh, sure. than what it is right now. And that's why, to me, that game against Houston was so important for Patrick Mahomes' legacy, for Andy Reid's legacy, because if they don't win that game, we start talking about the same things we're talking about with Lamar Jackson. They can't win the big game. Right. Mahomes can't win the big game. Yep. Then he turns around and wins somehow. Then beats Tennessee, and everybody is saying, he can win the big game. Well, look at He's this, the greatest. Though. Patrick Mahomes has been a starter for two years. They were an offsides call away from making the Super Bowl last year, and he gets them in the Super Bowl this year. I think Patrick Mahomes, to me, has proven he can win a big game. But if they lose that Houston game, oh, yeah. we don't find out. Yeah. And the narrative stays the same. And all of a sudden, people are very hard on Lamar Jackson right now. Yeah. And rightfully so. I mean, he had a great year this year, but... His playoff resume, not good. Big game resume, not good. And people are giving him a hard time. And I'm just very glad that it's not Patrick Mahomes that is receiving that national negative attention. Oh, exactly, because uh, Patrick Mahomes around here is a god. He's I the mean, man. He is the man. And, and I think why people like Patrick Mahomes so much, too, is how he carries himself. He's very humble. He always, you know, I mean. A game, lot of we. A lot we, of we. There's we. no I in team. And he always passes the praise around. And, of course, he's got that Kermit the Frog voice anyway, so you kind of giggle when you hear him talk. Kind of a high talker. A little bit. He's a high talker. It's more of a gravelly talker. Yeah, but he's a high talker. But anyway, he carries himself very well, and I like how he always gives his teammates credit. Steve's a big fan of people that are not cocky. I don't like cocky people. No, you don't like that. No. All right, Steve, let's take one more break, preview what's coming up for the rest of the weekend. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell, of course, we will be inside the roundhouse for the rest of the weekend. A lot of games going on today. We got four of them. Topeka Seaman and Junction City at 3. McPherson against Wichita North at 445, meaning we'll come on the air about 430. Derby against Lawrence Free State at 630. And Bishop Carroll against Blue Valley at 815. But let's not forget about another big game that oh, is going on tonight that you huge. and I will not be attending. McPherson High Girls at Circle, Battle of Undefeated Teams. Uh, Emma Ruddle, apparently, what we were told, will make her season debut tonight. And, of course, I know Coach Strathman has been ready to have Miss Emma back in the lineup because she adds speed and athleticism and uh, just knows how to play. Circle undefeated, so a big showdown in 
Tawanda. Yeah, huge matchup there. They are scheduled to start at 7.30, and if the Bullpups would have been playing the 3 o'clock game for the boys, if that's how the bracket would have worked out, which it would never work out at this tournament that way, but if they were playing earlier than Stephen, at least maybe no, I would have. You would have had to. I would have loaded up. I'm writing stories for uh, the website on every game and kind of serving as the liaison for Shane Bakus at but the high school. We would, or at least I would have made the trip down to Tawanda and been able to get there. But in terms of time and trying to get there at the right time and then having to set up and do all that, it just didn't work out. Maybe it makes my life a little less stressful too. So don't yell at me. Yeah. No yelling. No yelling. We're, we're doing our best. We're yeah. trying. And remember, that's don't all, yell at me. That's all we ever try to do is our best. A lot of people don't like us, but <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people. They don't. hate us. Yeah. They. I hear about it all the time. Trust me. I just checked my email and just have two hate mail messages today. That's just not two. bad. Normally, you get four. I get a ton. <laughs> I get bad. I get a lot of unsigned letters and people, you know. Death threats. Yeah. Why don't you go out and get hit by a bus? You know, they, they tell you that. <laughs> they so. send you messages where they cut out the letters out of you know, a magazine. You know, if I could have a dollar for every negative letter or phone call or email or text I've ever gotten, I could retire. I'm not a very popular. You always say I'm the most popular man in McPherson. How about the most unpopular man? Yeah, they hate you. They don't like it. <laughs> it's a tough break. It's it's tough to be Steve Cell. Mm -hmm. But the Bullpup Girls will be going on down at 7.30. And then remember, we have their tournament all of next week. Yep. And the boys will play a boys-only game at Circle on Tuesday. Right. Making up these games from, what, January 10th? Was yeah. that Was that the day? Yeah. And, uh, of course, wrestling out at Hayes. I think swimming's in action. They're at Wichita Heights, I believe. You got it. Bowlers, I think, are in action. They're in a, like a two-day tournament, I think. You've got it. So, busy weekend if you're a Bullpup fan. And the Bulldogs are home tomorrow for a 3-5 and five, uh, set two with York College. So, the women at 3, the men at 5. I did just get one text message, though, that says, you guys are great. That's probably your mom. No, it was not my mother. Oh, okay. Sometimes she'll say that, and I just say, you're lying. <laughs> Tracy, what are you talking about? All right, Steve. 4.45, Bullpup Boys taking on which You Thunder and I will be at the roundhouse at 2.30, so if you want to come out and yell at us. Yeah, we'll, we'll be sitting there. Just just come <laughs> just yell. Just yell. Or, or throw something from the top row. Sure. Well, don't let Dave Larson throw. No, no, no. Do not let Dave him see Larson, that. Dave Larson, if it lands on his floor, he'll be upset. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you today here inside the roundhouse. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Brown Shoe Pit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.